Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, as always, Nate Wolf. It's good to be back on a beautiful Friday evening in Portland, Oregon, and of course, joined tonight by some very good friends of mine. Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm super excited. This is Hydralisk here Friday night. I'm stoked. We got a really good show planned, and let's go, man. I'm I'm, I'm stoked. Yo, what's poppin'? It's your boy, Black Rod, man. It's a new expansion. Cracking over some packs. Cracking over some beers. So, <laughs> fellas, let's do it, man. I'm really excited for tonight. Yo, tonight, it's a great night. Like I said, new expansion. Yo, who let the dogs out? Yo, great. I guess tonight, uh, our homeboy, the one and only, Goliath the Dwarf. Hey, Welcome, what, what? Lore Master in the house. We like it. Welcome back. Lord, uh, my pleasure. I love coming on this show. I, I love talking mm. about something that, well, something that I love, something I'm enthusiastic about, and it's always fun to have a receptive audience. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Sure. Hey, basically, I, I, I like the trend here. You know, a new set comes out. Goliath comes on to let everybody know what the set's about. Um, <laughs> how you worried it in the pre-show. You talk about cards people probably wouldn't play with, but it gives you a backstory. So you might want to play with it. So I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, me too. And I think Mike and I were kind of the same in this. When Scholomance came out, like I was not nearly as invested until after we like dug into the whole story. And like I could care less about oh, yeah. you know the Barov family. But then we learned the whole story and like, wait a minute, like they're using the castle and wait a minute, they corrupted. Wait a minute, the whole family, like, wait, what what? These <laughs> yeah. these these all these characters are related. And so every time I yeah. play these decks now, I I see the cards and I'm like I know who that is. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really different yeah, than than just playing like, all right, this is this card and this is what it does. It's like, oh no, this is this this is my dude over here. Um, that yeah. was the same for me with uh, the Dark Moon Fair because we had talked about Dark Moon Fair and all the different cards and stuff, and just like thinking about all that mm. lore. And then I actually went there and wow, for the first time right after that, I oh, went. I went into the fair. I'm like, whoa! Look at all Ben. The, the cards. I'm looking at the game board that's in the game and the roller coaster. And then I'm actually there. And wow! And okay. it was really, really, really cool just to see stuff that's. Yeah, you know, I want to do that. Fun. Oh, it's super cool. You can ride that roller coaster, man. Not just click on it. Yeah, I might play this game. I might play for a little bit. <laughs> Did you ever? Cool, yeah. You can okay. still get uh, Lady the Lady Liadrin skin for playing WoW, right? Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was doing. And and because if you already play Hearthstone, there's um, just from having won your first three games, as soon as you get in WoW, you'll have a Hearthstone-themed uh, horse called like, the Hearthsteed already. Oh, on. yeah. It's so, awesome. It's a flying mount. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have to unlock flying, of course, but yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super cool. My wife saw me using it. She's like, I want that. That thing is so cool. <laughs> Well, well, you gotta cool, play, yeah. you gotta play Hearthstone. You gotta win. I think it's like three games in ranked yeah. or something. 
Yeah, to get okay. it. She's like, oh, man, could you play Hearthstone for me on my computer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the description says that the hoofbeats pound with the frustration of your first three opponents or something like that. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's awesome. Do you well, have... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, do you have Morgul already? That's how I, I, do. I was. That, yeah. That's how I got Morgul because you have to refer a friend, and so I made an account, a Hearthstone oh. account for my wife, like a free to play account mm. from my. I think, I, I think I got my. Kid. I haven't been able to get any of that. Oh I, no! I, I don't live around people in real life who play the game very much. So. You, oh no! You know what? I actually did. I think it was before my son even played. I think I just made an account, like a secondary account, a Smurf and, account or something. Yeah, yeah. Smurf cheating. account. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that it's, was cheating. No, it's it's not because they make you work for it. I think you have to get your classes to level twenty or something. Yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> I know the, the little bit <laughs> I play. No, no, no. The little bit I play, he's telling the truth. I know yeah. that fact. Yeah, yeah. That's it's fact. still cheating, but they make you work for it if you're going to cheat. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Fair. I, I wasn't condemning. I'm just saying. I'm, just, <laughs> I, I'm not incriminating myself. Never mind. I need this emote. It wasn't me. Like, it wasn't me. <laughs> like last week when he said that word. Anyway, <laughs> wasn't me. Back to the show notes. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but we need that soundbite. <laughs> oh yes, we, we we do. Before we get into the the meat of the show, uh, how's everybody doing? We got a whole new expansion that just came out. We've got all these different cards, new rewards track, everything. Like, what's going on? Nate, how about you? How are things going so far? It's been a busy week for me, mostly at work. And so, um, I mean, I had the benefit of having expansion day off. Um, my wife had a dentist appointment and she was getting some, like a crown put in. And so it was a long appointment. And so we, my son and I like dropped her off at the dentist. Like I took the whole day off work, dropped her off at the dentist, came home, cracked open some packs, played a bunch of games, like you know, and then went and picked her up later and we, we, it was fun. You know, um, I, I will say I, I was a little frustrated because it was unplayable for the first half of the day because of all the bugs, but <laughs> yeah. like, oh, once talk we, about it. I, I was pretty irritated, like not going to lie, but once we figured out, Hey, there's the workaround is take out all the golden cards, like hurt a little bit, but it worked, you know, I, I will <laughs> say f- for me, um, I this week I've played some standard. I've played some wild. Uh, I've seen kind of like this, you know, people. Pl- the, the current fixation is like this, like death and taxes paladin, and like it's fine, whatever. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with secret paladin, like a different build of secret paladin, and I discovered uh, like with the core set, I had so much fun playing demon hunter, which it's not a class that I normally like, but Illidari Inquisitor, like it should be a legendary. Like eight eight with rush, and then when oh. you and then whatever you attack, it attacks again. So like oh, I can, it has rush. Oh yeah, dude. So you can clear a minion, and then you attack face, and then it goes face. Like oh my god, and yeah. and, <laughs> and I I like so many opponents would try like like they'd freeze it. And then I'd attack face and it would still attack face. And then they, they <laughs> and then they hover over it. And it's like, Oh dude. Oh man. I had uh, so like my goal now is demon hunter wins. And I, I'm nice. talking to Draco cat. He's the, he's the expert there. Um, and, and he's working on a list for me. Uh, Wildcard and I have been trading lists and like Mike and I've been trading lists. So we're playing some stuff. I mean, overall I'm enjoying it. I will say the one thing that I think was a mistake on Blizzard's part was to release the the core set the same day that they released the expansion 
because in my mind, it feels like information overload. Like so many people are playing the, the Baron's cards that nobody's like touching the core set. And mm. like, yeah, I saw Ben, uh, uh, complaining about like, hey, how like I put Nazdormu in every single deck, and like out of eighty games, only one other person has done it. And was like, dude, <laughs> nobody even knows those cards exist because they're all playing Baron's cards right now. Like, I if, completely forgot about Nazdormu. Right? I mean, I think that a good point. They should have released it when they released <clears throat> yeah. Classic, like a week a week ahead of time, and then everyone would have yeah. played those cards. But you know, I mean, it's done they're now. Kind of I just sleeper cards. You're talking heavy, Nate. Yeah. Well, that's uh, my two cents. But anyway, it's been a good week. I'm happy to see you guys. I'll 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 stop preaching now. But uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. How about you, Mike? What have you been up to? Yo. All right. This week, man, it's been really crazy. So, just like Nate said, um, was excited for expansion day. Um, cracked open all these new cards. Um, but like the the first night, first night or two. Um, it wasn't from like gaming or like like having fun. It was just like I don't know what happened to me, but I got these crazy headaches. Like you guys ever get like migraines where it just like completely wipes you out? You can't. And it's not like you're a kid and you're faking. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to go to school, you stay home play games. Like uh, you have wife, a migraine where you can't you can't even like watch TV or yeah. My wife mm-hmm. gets them pretty regular. It's they they run in her family and they're they're like debilitating, dude. It's terrible. Like you're down and out, man. You can't do anything and. And uh, yeah, no, that's awful. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah I've had yeah, a couple friends, um, even an old pair of sprees. I think, that. yeah, yeah. I think actually, Nate. Um, I should. I don't want to sidetrack too much. I gotta get this checked out. But I think me and you had talked about that one time, mm-hmm. and you had brought your wife up before. Um, like the same. Not that I'm trying to compare, because <laughs> no one should have this pain. But like, it was crazy. So I wanted to play in the first day or two. Um, but like. The headache took me out. Yeah. So <clears throat> I got to play more last night and today. And I really think uh, it was like a blessing in disguise. Um, I think uh, my brain kind of like was creating brain, it was uh, creating lists and ideas. And it just kinda, like, <laughs> slowed me down for a day or two. Cause I didn't, I didn't get to see like day one lists, like what the crazy things were. Like I was jumping in, I was trying to play, but like I get an hour or two and I, my headache would just take over. Like I was trying to hang on Discord and, it just knocked me out. So See, you to get to the exciting part of this, take over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're the exciting part of this. that makes the genius lists without you thinking. about <laughs> it. I link up with Nate, um, and like he said, uh, this Illidari Inquisitor. Um, I was just making a joke about the fact that it has rush because I just attack face and it, it attacks face. And like it's game over. It's pretty sick. Like I'm glad you put me on to this uh, demon hunter Nate. So shout out to you. Oh, it's fun. Um, I also want to. I also want to get some more demon hunter hunter wins too. Um, some of the decks I've been playing. I uh, I took this deck I had from Skullamance, this rogue deck. Um, it had a self sharpening sword, and mm-hmm. then I kind of used a swine tusk. Even though I trash talked it in the review. <laughs> <laughs> I opened them. Listen, listen. I opened. Two of them golden. Oh, so wow. I was like, is this like... That's motivation. Is this karma? Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this dust? Do I just try it? So I took it out. I took out this self-sharpening sword, put in swine tusk, just tried the poisons. I was like, whatever. Uh, obviously, Penflinger's in the deck. It's the same deck from Skullman's. And I put in that, that new Octo... Octobot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this deck is disgusting, man. It's standard. You could play it in wild. You could play a wild version. 
a lot of one drops, a lot of twos. Um, field contact activates on combos and battle cries. You get Octobot, your entire hand is like zero on like turn four. And then you play all these zeros. Secret Passage is one of those. You play as your last card. It, it's crazy, man. Along with that, um, started to piece together this idea I have for Frenzy. So I tried Frenzy Minions alone. And I kept running into these crazy druids and, and priests. So I was like, to play that long game, I, I blended it in with uh, like a Nazoth, like Demon, Demon Hunter, a Nazoth Death Rattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess, um, not that I guess, just to be factual, at the moment, just the Frenzy Minions alone don't hold up. So I need to like, add them into like a core, I mean, into a shell, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like uh, I was using the uh, like Nazoth uh, Death Rattle deck. And slid the uh, frenzy minions in there, so you can re- you can resurrect uh, some taunts with frenzy, the one the ones that destroy minions, and then also some some uh, taunts uh, with Nazoth. And the last deck I'm really excited to talk about. Hopefully we can play it next week. Ah, some stuff. Ah, Murgle, <laughs> Murgle, Firemancer, Firemancer. Fire um, so, uh, I made a uh, so I took Septic Veilweaver. I took. Uh, Nazmani, Bloodweaver, and Lyra, and uh, that new man, that new eight mana power word fortitude spell. Uh huh. And I just mm-hmm. jammed a whole bunch of spells in this priest deck, and um, I, I put Rally in there, um, so they could purposely die, and then I can I can play them on curve on purpose, and if they die, summon them back. But uh, by turn four, I'm able sometimes turn three, I'm able to summon Lyra and also have a five eleven and a three eight on board. Wow, it's pretty sick. Yeah. I, I love Wild right now. I, I love Hearthstone overall. And, oh, uh, I've been having a great week. So, sorry for going. Sorry for going way over my time. I, I have so many decks. Uh, Yo, no, um, that's awesome. Yeah, Hyder, what about you? How, how's the uh, last couple of days been? Oh, oh sorry, wait, you, you you got more? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no 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 no! It's Hydra. Go ahead, Hydra. The, the note said Goliath, but my bad. It's back. It's, uh, it's <laughs> That's my fault. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, my week, man, it's been pretty sweet. First of all, I was off work all week, which is really, really, really Ooh. nice because uh, the expansion was coming out and um, did this thing where I, I, I planned a surprise for my kid, which involved redecorating his entire room with these cool lights and all this stuff. And basically what we did is we turned the whole house into an escape room and he had to get into his room. It was really, really cool. And all these challenges and puzzles and stuff. And then once he got into his room, he saw it was all brand new. New bed, new carpet, new lights, everything. And the cherry on top was a PC that we got him. And he was over the moon. So he had his own computer. Super stoked. The only thing I didn't think about about was I planned this all for like the same day that the expansion was coming out. So, like, I, I did all this. Actually, it was the day before. I did all this, and super. he was super hyped. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Next day, it's like, okay, now I'm going to play a new Hearthstone expansion, and my kid's like, but you got me a computer. Let's play games that I want to play together. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> Insert mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Crap. So and here I am. Uh, we're, we're playing some games he likes. Uh, we we played um, what's that stupid Fall Guys? We played like that together. We we're playing uh, one of those Hello Neighbor games together. So we we're just playing stuff. And I got him Discord. So we got our headsets on. He's in the other room, 
and we're we're chatting with each other. We're playing the games together. It's, it's really fun, actually, because my kid's twelve, so we can do a lot of things together like that, like buddies. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he was he was really really stoked. But then, as soon as it was bedtime, out came the cards. <laughs> I <laughs> had an awesome pack opening. I opened everything except for five legendaries Holy from cow. the set, and plenty of dust to. Uh, craft the rest so that was fine so i basically got the whole set from from the beginning and um one thing that i always do is i always clear my weekly quests as soon as i get them so on sunday i get asia's right right in the morning so i clear those out and then sunday afternoon uh, eu comes in and i clear those and then first thing monday i clear uh the quests the weeklies on monday for na not thinking that the new set drops on tuesday and I have zero quests to like advance my reward track. So everyone's <laughs> posting like, oh, look how far I am. And I'm like slowly getting the like 30 quest a game sort of thing. I'm like, no! Whoops. <laughs> like, they're, they're, uh, the XP was just so slow. It, like Nate's like, I'm level 30. I'm like, I'm like level 10. <laughs> and I played like 24-7. Oh, so uh, yeah. Um, study wins the race. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided, and then here's here's the beauty of like this was a blessing in disguise because I got every card from the set, which was amazing. I couldn't just get my XP the 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 easy way with the with those weekly quests right away. So I decided I was going to do the achievements, and so instantly I popped into Shaman and I read all three of the Shaman achievements and I did them all right away. Like, and then uh, I moved on to Hunter, and then I started doing the Hunter ones, and I moved on to Paladin, and I'm just, like, working my way through, and I'm doing, I've, I've played, like, a lot of the new cards. Like, I did Hero Power Mage, Secret Paladin, uh, the Hunter where you shuffle the stupid little raptors into the deck, uh, like, Burn Shaman, uh, just everything, that stupid card in Paladin that buffs everything plus one, plus one in your whole deck, there's an achievement for that. You have to do oh, it. Like, is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like, I, I'm basically just playing everything, trying to get XP, and it's really made me appreciate the set. Like nice. I just, yeah, yeah. It's it's really fun. I like like I was trying to get the Mancrick Lethal. That one was driving me crazy because you have to summon it uh, from your deck, and then it has to get the lethal. Like that's one. There's all all sorts of things. So I, I'm having a lot a lot of fun with the set. So uh, blessing in disguise that I had to do all the achievements right away <laughs> I, I, I still got a lot to go but that's just what i've been doing and it's just something that's great about achievements i mean i was really excited for it when they were announced even if you don't always get the most practical rewards like direct cosmetics it's it's a it's an excuse to have fun in ways that you might not otherwise well and i feel bad because the last expansion i didn't achievement hunt at all not once i didn't <laughs> go for any of them and I saw everyone in Discord like having oh, fun with it. Man. No, I, I I didn't do a single one unless it was by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are pretty easy to do by accident, the more basic ones. But still, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the rest, like I, I did not try to do a million gray bows. That did not happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did not play the yard. Fun. I actually liked it. Yeah, but, well, now that's what I what I'm I'm seeing is this is like actually really really fun. Like there was one quest I had to do. We had to summon. It's like six. It's a hunter one. Six hyenas in one turn, and to do it, you need to have like a specific hand and a certain amount of mana, and you're gonna probably lose that game. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to summon these six hyenas and you have to trade them off if your board's full. And if you can't trade them off, well, then you're screwed and you can't do it. But anyways, it's it's been a whole lot of fun. I'm really excited. Uh, how about you, Goliath? What, what's been going on with you? How's your week going? Oh, well, uh, I've been uh, pre- pretty busy with my job at the newspaper. I was actually out really late last night um, uh, covering a uh, preview of a uh, high school musical uh, called Into the Woods at a place like an hour's drive away from me. And when I get home, that I see a message from Nate saying, hey, I hope it's not too late, but I wanted to talk about the podcast. I'm like, it's not too late for me, buddy. I literally just got home. But uh, <laughs> So yeah, I've been, been busy at work, uh, really excited about uh, uh, Easter on Sunday, um, and you know, we, uh, of course, have the little noble garden where it translates into the hearthstone, there's, you know, the special tavern brawl for that and everything, but uh, for uh, hearthstone itself, new expansion, um, I've been really excited for that stuff, I, uh, you know, I, w- I wrote a little uh, lore guide on some of the uh, legendary cards, we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff tonight. That was a project for me. I got a lot of good legendary pulls. I, I actually had one one pack I got that had two legendaries in it. And oh, awesome. like the, you, you think sometimes I, I thought that I got just like the highest shot of dopamine just when I open a regular random legendary, mm-hmm. but I was like I, I had some chemical sensation going on in my brain. I've never felt before, <laughs> probably, uh, when I realized I oh, got I two in the same pack. And th- I got uh, I got yeah. another one uh, actually uh, in one of the packs for the season end, and it was a golden one. So wow, I, nice, I, I nice. don't have all of them, oh. but I have a decent amount, and I'm just trying to figure out how do I play with them. You know what? Because I'm trying to do a little more of making my own decks again, uh, like I did when I first started the game. Uh, lately, I've just been doing like deck lists because I'm in a lot of communities like born to be wild people share deck lists so often I'm like if I have all the cards for that I want to try that and I want to try that and I've remembered that building decks is really hard for me <laughs> uh, but uh, I so I have mainly been playing I, I've been focusing on standard um, mainly because as one thing I've learned from this podcast from this community is that wild decks can actually be extremely limiting because game me the ultimate cards you know the bigger stronger faster ones otherwise it doesn't cut it Mm -hmm. and i want to actually play with all my new cards Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna play in standard where they stand a lot more of a chance so i've been doing that uh i have the main one i've been playing today actually well is from a deck list um and it's a demon hunter one that uses the uh, legendary of um, the death speaker, and uh, so it's mixing in uh, you know some of the death rattle cards uh, with a lot of weapons and those cards that uh, boost your attack, like the new uh, ranked spell for demon hunter. Those can can be pretty powerful uh, in the late game if you have like two of them in your hand. They each give you four attack. They each only cost one mana. I've had you know people who. Uh, their opponents think they're all good with the health. I don't have any minions on Then I just pop a whole bunch of spells and one weapon. I just slam them in the face uh, and win it. It's, <laughs> it's, been, it's been really fun. So I'm, I'm really enjoying Demon Hunter at the moment. Nice. Um, and yeah, and just ha- having a lot of fun. I also, uh, I'm not super far up the ranked ladder. 
uh, or I, I mean, I mean the. Uh, I'm 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 mind fogging here. Uh, what the, what do we call the thing where the you get the experience for? Oh, it's a rewards right. track. The rewards track. The rewards yeah. track. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The rewards track. I'm not super far along that, but I have got the first three uh, mercenary skins for it. You know, like the really young novice versions, and so <laughs> that's. And I, I think that a lot the as someone who really likes story, I think these mercenary characters have a lot of great potential. We can see over the year. Um, I'm certain that we're going to get the other mercenaries as rewards tracks for the other two expansions this year and i'm looking forward to learning who these characters are and watching them grow and since right now we have the demon hunter the warrior and the priest that's motivating me to experiment more with demon hunter warrior and priest because i mm -hmm. like the idea of being able to play with these new uh these new characters and portraits yeah yeah, that, that that that's what I've been up to mostly this week, Hearthstone wise. Oh, guys, before we move on, let me tell you one story. My my kid, like he's oh, been yeah. playing a lot lately. Of like, he's really been wanting to play Kingsbane really bad, and so um, he has been. It, it's it's difficult, I think, right now because the meta is is fresh and there's new cards, and like he wants to play Kingsbane. I'm like, and it's it's a little bit tricky, right? It's it's a rough Kingsbane meta. But the funny thing is he, he like, he was like, Oh, you know, do I have some money? Like, I think I want to, uh, get the pre-order like, all right, all right, well, I'll, I'll get you the pre-order. And so I got him the pre-order and he goes, look, I I'm only, I'm only looking for, I just want one card from this set. Like I, I, I want scabs cutter butter like that is, and I want it in gold. That's what I want. <laughs> and that's the only card that I want. I yeah. want golden. I want golden scabs. Dad, do you think I can open a golden scabs? I was like, dude, okay, okay. Let me set you. Let me give you some reasonable expectations, right? I don't want you to get your hopes. I don't want you to get your hopes up and then be, you know, crushed when when you didn't when you don't get it. And so he um, he he opened uh, a, a bunch of packs and like pulled a lot of legendaries which i was totally surprised like his pull rate was better than mine and and i'm sitting in the computer next to him like open to jam in my own packs and try to play games and he's sitting at the computer down kind of next to me down a ways and and i he like freaks out and i'm like what what is are you okay what happened and i look over freaking golden scabs wow! <laughs> like, that was so nice. he opened it he opened it. he's like the one card i want in gold like I don't care about anything else. That's what I want. And he opened. Yeah. I couldn't believe. It. He's like, and I hear this like jamming on the keyboard. And I look over. I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I just took fifteen screenshots." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah." Does it, is it a cool golden animation? I haven't seen it. I don't have it. I don't know. I I'll check. <laughs> I I don't. I'm not quite sure. Um, I'll have to. I'll have to check. So we've been trying to build a Kingsbane with scabs, and it's it's not a good Kingsbane meta. But like that's, I promised <laughs> him we we'll spend the weekend. Like we'll we'll try to make it work. So um, I'll get our top people on this solving this problem. Call call off the rocket scientists from NASA. This is what really needs the great minds working right now. That's what I'll be doing <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. Is, uh, I, the the new the boost to nitro uh the the nerf to nitro boost poison is was rough like it is very difficult mm -hmm. to um corrupt it, to, cor to corrupt now yeah, yeah it's it, it's almost yeah, like man. i think i want to even just pull it out of the deck like it's too hard now so annoying 
It really is so hard. It's so annoying. <laughs> we have some new poisons that I've been experimenting with. Uh, it's one of the only wild decks I've been playing with. I, I kept my Kingsbane. I got rid of most of my others to make room for possible new decks. Uh, but one thing I kept was the Kingsbane because I wanted to play around with it with the new poison cards and see if anything is viable. Mm. I haven't gotten anything that's a really uh, you know strong win rate yet, but... Man, it's fun to just pile a bunch of different poisons onto the king's bane. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to deviate too much there. Um, it's just really fun to pile them all on, even if, if you're not trying. To end. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably some achievements there, too. All right. Like, my, Mike, let me pass it over to you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Nate wanted to give us the opportunity um, for me and Goliath here to um, announce that me and Goliath have teamed up to create a separate new podcast called Lore Masters HS. Lore Masters HS is a podcast that I've had my idea I have I've had my mind on an idea for the show, a lore podcast, ever since I've been a fan of Valen's Chosen. Mm-hmm. Four, five years ago. Who can help me date this? When right. they started five years ago? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yep. Been a, it's been a while. Um, so I always wanted to be on the show. I never was esteemed or, you know, high legend enough to make make the roster. But um, I met Goliath on Discord back when I joined um, this podcast here over in a different Discord. And um, I saw that he was doing lore artic- articles. And um, w- once I knew I could get him in this Discord, and you know, help be a part of this community. Maybe I could talk to him about uh, doing this podcast idea because I could look up wild stuff, but I really don't know like timestamps, what goes where. Like, I'd be buying a puzzle and I don't know how to put the pieces together. <laughs> I'm not, Stories like, are meant just, to be heard and told, not just not just read the summary yeah. of. It, yeah, it so much exactly. Experience. I, I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could sit here and read this and just sound bland. So. Um, I'm a firm believer that no one person knows everything. So I wanted to team up with somebody who has a stronger skill than I do in Goliath. And he's already proven himself um, with the opportunity that Nate has provided having these lore episodes. So Lore Masters um, is is a uh, platform where we're going to be discussing one card, uh, like one episode per month. We want to scale up to two, but just for now, it's going to be one episode per month. Um, We're going to be focusing on the legendaries in Hearthstone. Um, we want to start back around the classic set. Um, the idea came before they switched up, you know, classic and basic going to wild. Um, my initial idea to Glide was let's start back um, like in the classic set, but I don't know the exact starting point in the timeline. So this is where I want to kick it to Glide, and he can um, expand and show and share his energy on um, his half of Lore Masters, um, being the being the literal Lore Master. I'm, what I say, I'm I'm the frazzle freshman, so <laughs> and I just I just listen, I just soak it all in. Like on the first episode we did, like I was just in awe of everything. I was just like, "What? No way! Tell me more!" But here we go. Go ahead, Glad. Don't bring you up to the snug senior yet, right? Love it. Yeah, hey, the first yeah, so, episode um, first episode was great. First episode was great. Uh you guys covered Agewin, right? Is that my Agewin. Pro- Agewin. Yes, it's a hard yeah. game, not a soft game. 
and that's but it's hard to tell oh, fantasy okay. names anyway. I don't so, want to yeah. I don't want to spoil it, right? But that's one of the the newer cards, and that's Medivh's mom, right? Yep. All right, there yeah, we go. Medivh's mama, and later on, kind of Jaina's sidekick for a while too. Oh, actually, it. so. All right. Well, we'll we'll link it in the show notes. I don't want to spoil it, but it's it was a good episode, you guys. And I, yeah, I it's cool. Yeah, it the first one. Um, that one is just audio quick. only, but uh, we're we're working on we've uh, we're planning on having live episodes yeah. in the future, and we're gradually you know increasing as we're we're building up our capabilities here. So if you don't, don't expect too much on a on a technical level when you go to the first one, but we have some good content there and we're planning on we getting are not Nate Wolf. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are not Nate Wolf. Speaking of being a freshman, I got to get a course uh, from Professor Nate um, so we can start to follow, no, to seriously follow the model that he has here if we're going to do, you know, the once a month show. It's plenty of time for me to learn. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Lord Masters. Um, anything else you want to put on there, Glyde? Um, yeah, I'm just we're really excited. We're planning on we're, we're starting with the uh, with the some of the original cards. We're focusing on stories of different legendary minions. Uh, currently going once a month. Maybe we can go more in the future. We'll see how things go. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're just going to take it slow and. That gives us content. We're maybe we'll cover everything in about fifty years. Who knows? <laughs> um, but well, uh, to the grandkids, or Nathan's <laughs> kids, my kids, Hydra's kids, Sklyth kids. They can be the War <laughs> Masters, the next generation. Oh man, when, when can you imagine? We're all grandpas, and we pass the podcast off, and it's all our kids doing it. That is so funny. We're <laughs> gonna have to be very sure. careful to all train them to love Hearthstone. <laughs> Working See, on it. Hearthstone is around then. Oh man! Can you imagine how many sets will have been out at that point? Jeez. Imagine how many cards in Wild. Oh, <laughs> yes. I wonder if they'll be playing Hunter then. But anyway, <laughs> hope you guys check it out. And um, I want to make sure we get to our lore here tonight. So let me jump to our, our next topic really quick: um, the uh, listener series. Yeah, we are in the top eight. Top eight has started. So the rules for the top eight. Decide to spice it up, make it a little bit different. Um, I got this one from Reddit. Um, I thought it was a, a pretty pretty cool twist. Um, I, I, I wasn't sure if you would be cool with it, but I was like, you know what? We're going to try it out. It's the top eight. This is the cream of the crop. It's where you know the better players are getting. So Ooh. the rules for this week is minimum of two for each minion tribe. No weapons allowed. And no legendary minions allowed. Oh. So a question was was posed to me by um, Dr. Evil. Um, she's very scary because she has a crazy record, so I didn't want to mess up. <laughs> I had to answer really quick. Uh, she might send the, the, goon, the goons after me. Um, so <laughs> Dr. Evil's scary. Circus, who would have guessed? <laughs> uh, what is it? Circus Amalgam? Help me out here, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the four-man and- Amalgam? Yeah, yeah. Yes. The there's the previous out. one, and there's the original one from Witchwood, uh, which is just yeah, the three, the three mana. I, I can't remember. Yeah, so those two individual minions would count as one. Um, she was asking if she could put two, and that they would count for all. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no. So you got to You know, what I'm saying yeah. So you have yeah. to have two of each minion tribe. So it's menagerie <laughs> week. Smart. I'm, I'm really excited. You see, hey, you see what I'm saying, man? You see what we're working with? Like, yeah. that's such a genius question. Like, she's yeah. such high level. I was just like, my brain almost fried. I was like, whoa. 
But for non-shamans, that's a lot of limiting because there's not a ton of non-shaman totems out there. So uh, that's, that's an mm. interesting challenge at the very well, least because okay. you, you have a small amount of totems that you're obligated to put in from that pool. Yeah. Top eight. I'm excited mm. for it. So um, nice. top eight starts 7 p.m. March 31st and ends April 7th at 7 p.m. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, we'll have more information. Check out Twitter. Um, as soon as we get results, I'll be able to tweet them out, and we'll be able to uh, keep you guys informed. Nice. Really excited for it. Nice. Hey, one thing I want to jump in real quick with is that we're working already on plans for season two, and what does that look like? Uh, we've had we've had a lot of fun with this season so far. We've made a lot of friends. We've worked really hard, and I think we we learned a lot of things as well. And so we're trying super hard to to get a bunch of stuff automated uh, for the next season. And so uh, Mike and I have been working with our good buddy E Sheep City, and we got big plans Sheep. in terms of uh, getting all this stuff um, online and and sort of automated. There's spreadsheets for everything and they're all functional yeah. so you know you you put in your info you put in the the you know your your decks and your bands and the schedule and like the whole shebang online so that there's a lot mm -hmm. less um hands-on we've got we'll have some pretty uh we'll be enforcing some deadlines in terms of hey this is what each week looks like everybody knows it way up front all of the deck building challenges will be available at the very start of the season and so people can plan their collections around the challenges so that there's lots of time you don't have to be disenchanting stuff or crafting stuff like plan things way ahead and so i'm super excited for this if anybody's interested in signing up signups are open starting right now they're open for the mm -hmm. entire the entire month of april this is 100 percent free there's no cost at all it's just fun. It's it's going to be eight weeks long, right? So five five weeks of matches and then three weeks of playoffs. And I, I'm super excited for it. I mean, we'll post more about it a, as there's to come. If you want to go to our website, there's a separate page for listener series. And there's all the info is on there. So borntobewildhs.com. Click the, the link at the top for listener series and all the info is there. But man, it's going to be a super blast. And, and I'm really excited for it. Um, this has been like the highlight of, of the past couple months for me is playing in this. And so um, it's, it's been enjoyable, especially as when, when we get towards the end of an expansion, the meta starts getting really stale. And so having this to fall back on has been like really fun yeah. for me. So I, I've enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah. This series saved the end of the meta for me, man. You're so right about that. Shout out to electric sheep city for joining the crew born to be wild boy. Getting us yeah, those man. What do you call them? The sheep sheets. <laughs> <laughs> sheep, the sheep sheets. MVP. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, it'll be a blast. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have the spreadsheets. Yep. Spreadsheets. I typed that to see if anybody would get it, and I was like, "Oh, pretty sweet spreadsheets." No, I don't even know if it, it, it just rolls off the tongue so smoothly. It does. We've just we've <laughs> so just a, adopted it as the new terminology. So <laughs> spreadsheets, blurt, gotta nerf them. Don't yeah. nerf them, <laughs> Smoopy. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, alrighty. Hydra. 
Okay, so yeah, we got a whole bunch of news that we ain't gonna talk about because <laughs> guess what? Bugs like crazy. They're gonna be fixed next week. Come Monday, we hear. So I mean, we got we got a jam packed show that's all full of lore. So we got all these bugs. I mean, there's a lot of people talking about what's going on, but we thought that we would focus on. We got this new expansion. We got all this lore that, that we got to talk about. So what's the point of talking about all that stuff? Especially right? when it's going to be fixed. Like by the time people are listening to this, the patch is mm-hmm. going to be out already. So like, what's the point in complaining about all the bugs like that are already fixed? So for, <laughs> let's just skip it. It's not worth yep. it. Uh, hey, 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 Blizzard, this fix is awesome. Thanks. We love it. <laughs> oh my god hey we do have one quick thing before we get into the lore is a, a new legend shout out so uh big thank yous to our buddy flavio in the discord who let us know uh that one of his friends by the name of Sir Snuffykins. <laughs> uh, it is adorable. Hit Legend for the first time with Reno Lock in Wild. So that's super cool. So big shout out to Sir Snuffykins. Uh, you know, cheers and uh, job well done. I know that uh, you know, there's nothing like your first time and uh, oh yeah yeah this is with the nemzi portrait so the the name the name and the portrait go hand in hand it's great (laughs) (laughs) love it uh but but again you know we haven't had one of these in quite a while and so this is something that we were doing pretty consistently for a while is hey somebody hits wild legend for the first time we give them a shout out on the show it's a it's a really memorable experience and and um so it's very so, encouraging to get people uh other people to maybe work up to legend I, I know that i didn't really take it all seriously but all the, the motivations of this community after i joined in and uh, when, when i hit my first one shortly after it's you're right that there's nothing quite like your first time i, I haven't had very many times afterwards but still that the few ones i had nothing is quite like your first time so yeah yeah i think yeah, c- congratulations uh to all the first legends it, it's it, it, it's quite an accomplishment. I'm really proud of all of you. Yeah, no, I love Especially it. Especially yeah. things like that. I need that. I need that sound bite. I need that sound clip. I'm gonna go back and Twitch later on and record it on my iPhone because <laughs> <laughs> that can it can be used so many. Ways. Oh, so I know. <laughs> you sit here laughing in the background. I'll, that's a you'll you'll understand when you're older, son. <clears throat> <It's>, uh... <laughs> Yo, my dude said, "Yeah, the first time was amazing. Hasn't happened a lot since, but the first time, yeah, uh, any time since is special." No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I was messing. I was messing. I mean. I've been, I've been sipping, throwing some back, so. I, you know, I just, yeah, it's a little close to home, that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I felt it. That's why I'm, I'm making jokes, but as a young man, I, I, I feel, I feel. <laughs> felt it. Oh God! All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's we let's get into the main topic. We we got all right. we got some good stuff. Hey, uh, young hunt, what's yeah, up, dude? Main event. Uh, yes okay all right and now it's time for the main event so the reason that you're all here tonight is to learn the history at least big picture overview of forged in the barons and so this is where we we pass the the talking stick and the the lore book and whatever else off to our our (laughs) friendly lore master goliath the dwarf my pleasure 
All right. So to get started on what is the Barons, uh, this is what I like to call a tour guide type of Hearthstone expansion, where you know some of them will focus on kind of a, a small area and do something in depth, or their main thing will be to fo focus on feature characters from a certain race, like Rastakhan's Rumble was basically, here's a bunch of trolls, and they're all fighting in a small arena. Um, some will be kind of features on like a, a specific dungeon or like a, a certain instance with a lot of bosses from Warcraft. But uh, this is the sort of thing that uh, it, we're, I call it tour guide because we have just a wide smattering of different things across a large area. And it's really great because we can have uh, this class is representing this particular aspect of the flavor, and this is representing this aspect of the flavor. So we have a lot of different type of things to talk about here. But to get started, as you'll see, we have a map of the barons right here. And to just demonstrate exactly what the barons are, um, you'll notice that it's surrounded by a couple areas. One of them is called Mulgore. That is where the Tauren live. That's kind of their the homeland where they, they have their capital city of Thunderbuff. And another one off to the side is Duratar. That is where the orcs mainly live in the capital city of the Horde called Orgrimmar. Um, and there's also a couple islands right below Duratar. Those are called the Echo Isles. And that is where the Darkspear trolls live. So the reason the Barrens is so important, it, it's not really very much on its own. It's barren, you know, it, it's... <clears> it's <throat> Uh, with most areas in WoW that are deserts or barren, it has a backstory of once this was a lush land, but then a lot of bad stuff happened, and now nothing will grow here, etc., etc. Um, but we don't have very many details on that one compared to some of the other like deserts and stuff. But this basically is kind of like a uh, savanna prairie mm -hmm. style of uh, thing. And really the reason that it's important is because... It's a connection area. It's an area where you have trade between the different races, communications between the allies. And much like in real history where certain relatively insignificant pieces of land have been fought over again and again in history because they connect other more important areas. So that's the key to the barons here is that it's an area where you can move a lot of stuff through like how we have the special caravan cards. That's an example oh. here. There's lots of caravans that travel through the barons on various oh. different businesses. So, so that, that that's one oh. of the uh, special card types for you right there, fully explained. Interesting. Right there. Hey, there you go. Okay. There's an achievement for those, too. Mm. Oh. <laughs> See? The more you know, right? Yeah, there, start your turn with a caravan in play. So that Silverhand caravan, they're carrying bricks of... Never mind, keep, keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, making, right. they're making trade. Hey, hey. Anyway. <laughs> well, not all of them are trading. Like, for the uh, the Dwarven one for the Hunter, it's Prospectors. Um, this is something that's not really featured very much in the core set. Maybe I'll touch on it in the, in the mini set. I don't know. But there's 
like some uh, the, the dwarves tend to like to do a lot of archaeology looking for uh, ancient Titan ruins and there's some in the barrens and so that's kind of what that one's going for um, the pretty much all the paladin cards are connected to an area we'll talk about near the end of the podcast but if you notice a couple areas are marked out on the map there's one that's called uh, Northwatch there's a place called the Crossroads there's a place called Razor Fen and uh, those are all key areas that are particularly on the map that uh, we'll be diving a little bit more into overall. But uh, now I think it's time for us to go into the first of the major horde races here, the Darkspear Trolls that are relevant to the Barrens area. All right. So, yeah, we've got a couple of cards that represent these. We see it in, like, the Barrens Trader. We see it in Dark oh, Darkspear Berserker. Where and again, this is where I I love like I didn't even realize this until we started researching for the lore episode. I'm looking sitting here looking at the Dark Spear Berserker, and then I pull up the artwork for the Dark Spear Trolls, and like, dude, they match. Like, what? the The art team is so great. Like, I love I love seeing these when when there's like card art that matches the the WoW art. Um, and if you had never played, like, you you just wouldn't know this, and it, it's these like fine details that are just super cool so oh yeah definitely something that i really appreciate it's like i love the art in hearthstone i love the art style and wow i love collecting all the art books as soon as a new one comes out of hearthstone i either get it right away or it instantly goes on wish list for christmas or birthday or whenever i have an opportunity for someone to give me things um, yeah. So, but yeah yeah i love the art and it, it does go really well, uh, once again, for these Dark Spear Trolls, just like it does for a lot of things. So the Dark Spear are a particular tribe of troll. There are so many different ones. And as I mentioned, Rastakhan's Rumble was kind of an expansion where a lot of different ones were featured. Um, they originally were part of one massive troll empire that was the dominant power, like many thousands of years ago on Azeroth. But they kind of split up into their own uh, separate troll kingdoms. Some of them did well. Most of them pretty much dwindled over the years. Um, and so a lot of trolls kind of have an obsession with reclaiming our past power and glory. Um, and so most, most trolls are hostile to pretty much all non-trolls. You have like the Amani, the Gurubashi, the Zandalari, the Dr the Drakari. Most of them end with I. Uh, the Dark Spear are a much smaller tribe that is more amiable with other races. They are actually members of the Horde, while other trolls would tend to not want to have anything to do with the Horde for the most part, because uh, you know they, they kind of they, they kind of have a racial superiority thing a lot of the time. But the Dark Spear are pretty chill as far as trolls go. Um, they're initially from a small island where they, believe it or not, were completely under threat by murlocs. <laughs> I'm not entirely certain how. I, although the murlocs were commanded by a naga, uh, a naga sea witch, so I guess that that empowered them <laughs> or something. But yeah, so they were, <laughs> doing, they were doing really bad, and then uh, the horde came along and helped to free him. And there was the guy who was leading them was named Senjin, and uh, he's like, uh, "Yeah, we we should we should totally team up here. We'll join your horde." And they eventually moved to that area I mentioned called the Echo Isles. Um, now Senjin died, 
But then we move on to his son who succeeded him, who is a legendary set, Vol'jin. Well, technically this oh. is his second round of being a legendary because he was a legendary in Goblins and Gnomes. Uh, I get back before they decided to try to make every legendary fit in with the thematics because he doesn't really have anything to do with Goblins and Gnomes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this one they focus on him as a shadow hunter. Now, Vol'jin... <laughs> Vol'jin has a long story like a lot of major characters, and we can't go into it now because we'll be here forever, and we're trying to keep these episodes on a reasonable level (laughs) of time. But uh, this card focuses on his role as a shadow hunter, so we'll just talk a little bit about that. A shadow hunter is a master of voodoo, which is basically like special troll magic connected to the Loa. Again, Rastakhan's Rumble, pretty much we'll reference anything uh, with that set when we're talking about trolls. Remember Shibala. all the lower cards? Yep, like Shirvala, like Grawl, uh, like Gonk, um, Akali, just all of those uh, powerful spirits that the trolls worship and have close bonds to and can give them a lot of power. A Shadow Hunter is like one of the most powerful levels that a troll can reach uh back in the ancient troll empires they used to basically be kind of the rulers now they're more like kind of the the heroic mythic level champions of the trolls they can bless they can curse they will you know light and shadow whatever they think is necessary to uh protect their people and advance the well-being of their tribe uh and so vulgin here is a, bit, a powerful shadow hunter. He has a very strong connection with uh, his Loa, which actually is Buon Samdi, if you remember Buon Samdi mm-hmm. card. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he has a, a strong connection with the Loa, and so he's a powerful shadow hunter, and that is what this uh, card is representing that aspect of him. Oh, that's cool. That's super wow. cool. I'm going to have to pull up the old Rastakhan's Rumble cards now, too, and take a look at those. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then uh, moving on from the trolls, uh, we're going to talk about the orcs. Um, well, we, we have a couple different categories of orcs to talk about. First, we're going to talk about the orcs of the Horde. Um, so as I said, Duratar is one of the lands that borders on the Barrens. That's where the capital city of the whole horde is, and the capital city of the orc race in particular, which is Orgrimmar. And uh, there's the orcs are rather militaristic a lot of the time um, because they come from a world which is very savage. Their whole instinct, their whole culture is around fight to survive. Uh, they have some of them can be more noble about it and not filled some of them can be a bit more sinister and backstabbing but they overall have a culture that is very much about fighting because that's that's just the world that their race originated in yeah um but which is why they uh the horde tends to be the ones to instigate a lot of conflicts between the factions with the alliance because uh, it's you're more likely to get some bad apple leaders from a culture like that than from a more peaceful one. But at any rate, so we have a lot of cards uh, in the Baron set, and we're not going to show them all here. But we have our Morshan Elite and our War Song here, and uh, just two examples of some of the strong military forces uh, that originate from Orgrimmar, and they're basically out here in the Barrens to 
you might say protect the horse's interests, make sure that, you know, some caravans are protected, uh, make sure that any threats from the barons, whether they be the alliance in the barons, or whether it's some of the native creatures like the quillbore or any other things that we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, you want to stop them out in the barrens before they make their way to your home city. So there's a lot of uh, horde military uh, forces of various sorts that are out here in the barrens as well that a lot of these cards represent. Nice. And uh, then we move on to another legendary um uh who is a very legendary orc uh, oh yeah Verak sarfang overlord sarfang as he's titled in this and again a character with quite the story of his own that would take forever for us to tell um but maybe maybe someday we'll have a lore masters episode on it right but uh yeah i, I saw this i saw this pop up and i was like sweet 10 hour episode like <laughs> we, we, we can spend we can spend two hours on vulgen and another two hours on Sourfang and <laughs> and then you know but but anyways yeah yeah yeah. Right. If anyone wants a bit more detail, uh, you can always check out my lore guides, uh, where I, I write a little bit more about this than I have time to talk about here. Um, but basically, Sarfang is—he's a, a like as much of a veteran orc warrior as you can get. He was part of the original horde be, uh, when it was founded, even before they came to Azeroth. Uh, he has fought in campaign after campaign. He actually was very respected by both the Horde and Alliance to the extent that when they had to lead an attack against Cthune, the old god, uh, mm -hmm. they needed to have this uh, massive army joining the factions called the Might of Kalimdor, and they chose Sarfang to lead it because he was actually respected by both the Alliance and the Horde. And they're like, okay, this is like the one guy that everybody here can trust. That's rad. The yeah. Yeah, and uh, he had a son who got killed by the Lich King and became a Death Knight, who you encounter in the uh, Frozen Throne solo adventure, Deathbringer Sarfang. That, <clears throat> that, that's his son, and poor, poor, poor Varrock was very uh, broken up about all that, um, Yeah, having to fight his undead son. Well, I need to replay that now. Like, <laughs> knowing Whoa. this, like, okay. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. been years. All right. That's, that's cool. Mm. Sounds cool. I yeah. love that Arcanite Reaper. <laughs> yes yeah he is yeah. Uh, one of the more prominent uh it, it's sort of like the the arcanite reaper is just a type of axe it's not a specific like a legendary weapon variety yeah. but it, it, sarfang is what you might call a celebrity endorsement of the arcanite reaper brand <laughs> uh so yeah he uh in fact he was famous uh for his cleaving ability in warcraft if you had uh, like PvP with players from the Alliance who uh, wanted to invade the Horde and if they had to fight him, he was famous for being able to just do massive sweeps and just like taking out so many people with axe blows at once. And that's kind of reflected in his card abilities here, um, how he just does damage to all other minions. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he... Um, oh, that's good flavor. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of served as sort of the representative of the orcs at various times in Horde politics if someone like Thrall wasn't available. Um, and yeah, he uh, and then he eventually uh, sacrificed his life in a uh, duel against Sylvanas Windrunner uh, when she was uh, war chief and caused a lot of problems for the Horde. Uh, 
uh but that's a whole other story but uh yes that's that's sarfang he's uh he's a really good guy a lot of respect for him on that um but moving on from him we have another notable to talk about but he's notable for entirely different reasons <laughs> not because he's wicked but because he is of really minor importance but large meme importance <laughs> oh that's great yes. that's great yeah yeah man crick here uh so man crick oh. is a very minor character just a quest giver in the barons but he became rather uh rather notable in the early days of the game because in the early days of world of warcraft there weren't any quest markers and since the quest is to find Mancrick's dead wife, the Barrens was a massive zone. They actually had to cut it in half. So if you play the game today and you don't play the classic mode, it's uh, northern and southern Barrens. But back then, it was just the most massive zone in the game, I think. Oh, wow. And so you have players who are running around looking for one dead body, like in tall grass, in could be anywhere in this zone. Wait, and, sorry. Can I interrupt you real quick? What what was yeah. the quest? So like when you run into Mancrick, like what is his... To find his wife. So that's what he would say. Hey, my wife is missing. Can you help me find my wife? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, they were separated when they were attacked by Quillbore. And oh. he has no clue where she is. Um, and so he tasks you with uh, finding her. And so everyone would just always be chatting in uh, the community chats. Like, does anyone know where Mancrick's wife is? I can't find her. And it became <laughs> rather infamous. Mancrick's wife kind of basically became a term to mean something that you just can't find in the game. Or <laughs> Thank something along those lines. Thank goodness for Questy, the app that shows you where all those things. <laughs> Yeah. And um and uh this is another one where the flavor of the mechanics matches so well because once you find his wife, he is like he realizes that she was killed by the Quillbore and he is just filled with rage and obsessed with killing Quillbore for that day on. So that's why when you draw the uh the card of his wife, he he summons up and he's just in a rage and he charges at your opponents and he's saying things like, Give me their tusks. Because uh, he he wants you to kill all the Quillbore inventions for them. So gangster. <laughs> yeah, he. I love it when he attacks. He goes, "Oh, gra." Yeah. <laughs> or when you draw the yeah. card. When you draw the card. <laughs> it's the flavor is so good. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that, that it's one of my favorites flavor wise. And like I said, he's not a significant character uh, in the grand scheme of the lore, but he's like an amazing meme. In- Unity, and I'm so happy to see him give an homage in this set because that, that, that's that, that's fun. Yeah, that's, that's really cool to see, like Leroy Jenkins, right? Like, yeah, exactly, a meme. <laughs> well, yeah, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins is actually a meme that originated from a YouTube video. Yeah, later on, they decided to make a character based on the game <laughs> or a character. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So now we move on to something of even. Uh, uh, even less notable, but very, very dependable, very important uh, for all of your backbreaking labor needs. Um, Nate, I know that you you've <laughs> talked about this guy in the past. Did you talk about your experience with the peon? Time to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> zog, zog. so, yeah, the peon dates back to like 
Warcraft 1, Warcraft 2, Warcraft 3, like this is your basic ground mm. unit that does all of the building. They do all of the harvesting. Uh, so like, hey, you need to chop down trees. These dudes chop down the trees. They get the gold out of the mine. They build the buildings. Your building catches on fire. They fix it. Um, and it's great because like they they've been around forever. When you click on them, they say funny things. And throughout the games, like something you know, you're doing. It, what do you want? You, uh, work, work. you know, they, the, the voice lines are so funny and so cute. And it's all that. It's just like that, you know, zug zug. And, uh, the, the classic line, like it's been in Hearthstone since day one. Like if you've got, um, like say turn one and you've got no one drops, like you hear it, you go, job's done, you know, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And so, so the peon has actually been in Hearthstone from the very start. Right. It's just now coming out as a card though. <laughs> I, yeah, I so I love it. I work whenever I get an email or someone asks me if there's something particular has been completed or not. I honestly respond with "jobs done" every time. <laughs> jobs done. Jobs done. <laughs> <laughs> you have to they call you up and say something you do it. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Only one person has caught on. It just happened the other day, the, a week ago. A guys, like you know, every time you respond with "jobs done," I think of Warcraft. <laughs> yep. uh, it's been years. <laughs> Finally, one person. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Then they get invited to this secret VIP club, right? Yeah. Uh, figuring <laughs> it out. But yeah, so the, the the peon is your basic laborer who's not very bright. Um, kind of the more brawn than brain type of uh, character. But there, your yeah, your your lumberjack, your construction worker, your farmer, really. It, they 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 deserve a, a lot of credit for the amazing variety of physical labor they're able to do. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do pretty much any of that. Uh, see, hooray for the blue collar orc worker. Me nothing <laughs> but, kind uh, of orc. But uh, yeah, so that's the peon. And then uh, we have our next section here where we're getting into another special card type for this set. The watch posts, because these also have a specific reason why they're there. I think the cards are pretty cool on their own with the way that they mess with your opponents, but uh, they actually have a specific uh, reference because, like I said, with the Horde military, they have all of these watch posts here in order to keep an eye on things, make sure trouble doesn't start in the barrens that's going to disrupt the trade, threaten their allies, threaten their mm -hmm. home city. And so they have all these outposts that uh, serve that purpose, various types of garrisons and such. Okay, it's kind of like kind of like ladder. Make sure nothing goes off. You know what I'm saying? They're watching yeah. out, making sure things are cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And the legendary that goes with these guys, Cargo Battle Scar, uh, is a minion who you know the card. He has synergy with the outposts, uh, but in lore, in the in the game, he is in charge of one of the areas. He's a quest giver who is basically saying, you know, there's some trouble. There, there's some uh, quillbore who's been threatening the settlement. They've been disrupting the caravans. I need your help to deal mm -hmm. with them. And uh, so he's basically one of the guys in charge. It's not a glamorous job. We kind of, you know, stuck out in the middle of nowhere. It's not like you're a general in Orgrimmar or something. But uh, he takes it very seriously. He knows that, you know, if there's a threat here that goes unchecked, it could cause a lot of trouble down the road. So he's very dedicated to his job. Uh, can I ask a question? Yeah. 
you said that um, something about Mancrick uh, made me think of what you just said with this guy. So he's in charge of this area with the watch posts. Um, yeah, he's in charge he's, of he's one of the watch posts. Not not all oh. of them. Everyone has their own sorry, individual. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, he he's, okay. they just so, picked him to represent uh, commander of watch posts in Hearthstone for this expansion. Got it. So does he have? Um, sorry, Nate, get that Merg already. So does he have? <laughs> for, does he have a, for for Quillbore, just like uh, Mancrick? Um. <laughs> Not he doesn't have the personal vendetta that Mancrick has, oh, okay. but yeah, they they are a huge pest as far as he's concerned. That can become a very dangerous threat, and mm. they have to be driven back, eliminated, whatever. Because yeah, Man- yeah, these things sound yeah. crazy. Okay, yeah, we're, we're, we'll get to Quillbore in just a little bit, but they, they are one of the the chief threats in the Barrens. Like nobody likes Quillbore. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Wow. All right, so. Moving on to our last category of orcs here, um, we have a uh, a group, a specific tribe of orcs, a clan uh, called the Burning Blade Clan. Now, this clan um, basically is the, the the martial artist of the orcs. Uh, I mean, one of the characters is called Samuro. It's obviously a direct reference to samurai. Uh, so that they're very, you know with the the blade masters they coat their swords in these flammable uh pitches and stuff and they generally wouldn't set them on fire what they liked to do was have the uh their amazing moves in the heat of battle with the friction light the swords on fire so that would be completely random and unpredictable and completely throw their enemies off guard you know you're fighting someone and their sword just bursts into flames they're like whoa what the heck is going on <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they they were like elite crack team squad units, uh, like special forces of the horde armies when it first got started. They the way of the blade master was ancient before the horde was even formed. Uh, the, these guys are some serious deals. Um, just one little problem is that when the horde got formed, uh, it was basically because Gul'dan was manipulating into serving the demons of the burning region. And so most of them kind of drank demon blood and got completely corrupted about stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, that that that's kind of the the whole origin story of the horde. And some people, some members embrace the corruption. Others want to, uh, you know, make up for the crimes of when they were corrupted. But uh, the Burning Blade Clan is kind of split down the middle on that. Uh, Samuro is a noble blade master who. Uh, was on a quest, a personal quest for honor and redemption to uh, purge the clan of its corruption, to redeem his clan, uh, because he views that sort of thing very shamefully. Um, on the other hand, our other legendary here, uh, we have uh, Niru here. Um, he is, <laughs> he's a sneaky sneak trader, uh, because what he did is after. Thrall uh, became the war chief and uh, reformed it into a non-corrupted horde. Uh, the burn the corrupted members of the Burning Blade Clan they they like really embrace the whole serving demons type of stuff, and so they actually are enemies of the horde. They want to re-corrupt and enslave the horde. And Nehru here uh, is a warlock who basically tried to infiltrate Thrall's inner circle as an advisor. His whole thing is, oh. hey, you know, 
not all warlocks are bad guys. Uh, I have a lot of great information about demons that you can know. You know, you can you can identify and recognize and know how to fight against the demons. It'll be great. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove to you that uh, that warlocks can totally be good guys. Just <laughs> ironic because he was actually completely demon corrupted and uh, working to try to overthrow Thrall with the uh, the other corrupted orcs of his clan answering to a group called the Shadow Council. <laughs> um, but the joke is actually on him because Thrall was aware that he was like the sneaky sneak double agent traitor. The whole and, time he knew? Uh, yeah, keep your friends close and your basically uh, like okay. here. And so uh, he basically... Uh, you know, uh, players, adventurers uh, kind of get sent to thwart his plans. Uh, and event, but he he survived because uh, Thrall kept him around. You know, never let him know that. He- and I wonder, Niru was thinking like, why do all of my plans keep on failing? Uh, <laughs> he never caught on, I guess. Oh, that's but, good. Uh, ironically, he he died uh, after Garrosh became the war chief because Garrosh was obsessed with the with the purity of the horde that meant uh, partially racial purity he was like orcs only here none of you other guys you you're all lesser you're all lesser beings i'm t- i want a pure orc horde here uh yeah garrosh was very racist and but it also he was against the demonic corruption of the war he hated warlocks and so he actually went and just uh if you go if you play a raid called siege of orgrimmar which is uh, basically the point in the story where everyone is fighting back against Garrosh's tyranny and trying to overthrow him. You actually see Nehru and a bunch of other warlocks, they've been hung inside oh. like uh, a cave called the Shadow Clef where they operated. So yeah, you, you literally see it. Yeah, Nehru, uh, it wasn't you know the adventurers uh, thwarting his plans that killed him. It was... Garrosh Hellscream, who literally hung the guy as an example <laughs> with a bunch of other warlocks. That Ooh, were, there's going to be no foul magic in my horde. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of metal, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they caught in the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that that's that's the Burning Blade clan. But you have a few uh, the Blade Masters like Samurai, who are the noble ones trying to get rid of the corruption. That's uh, and that, and that sums up all the uh, the orc categories that we're talking about here. Right. Now, after talking about them for a while here, we finally get to Quillbor. <laughs> all right. So what what's your guys' first impression when you look at a Quillbor? Yeah, dude. I mean, it looks like a a big. Uh, I mean, like Quillbor is such a good description. It's it's a big <laughs> like you know. <laughs> warthog with like spikes all over it right yep it's like yeah mix a razorback hog a warthog and a porcupine uh together with a humanoid and you basically have a quill boar here um like mm-hmm. many animal races on azeroth uh, you know anthropomorphic animal type of races uh they trace their origins back to what we call one of the wild gods kind of nature spirits who are in tune with azeroth um, now, we don't know specifically if these races were like spawned from these wild gods or created by them or what, but um, they actually trace their origins back to a great boar one uh, who died in uh, the War of the Ancients 10,000 years ago uh, fighting against a demon invasion. And uh, he had abilities where he 
like shoot thorns out of his uh, body oh. and yeah and uh, so yeah he had, there was a big thorn theme going on there and eventually he fell uh after he was killed by demons and his body became what's called razor fen uh mm. just a bunch of thorny spines uh, grew up all around it and that's where the quillbore made their capital city that's where they live so one of those areas in the map that I mentioned at the start, Razorfen, that is where these guys live. That's their headquarters, and it's where a lot of stuff goes on uh, and having to fight against them. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So one of the... Uh, they, they were a big threat against the Horde. Um, were kind of ranging from pests to major threats, uh, depending on, on the day and how strong they were. But ironically, they, things got worse when they they ended up allying with the Scourge. You remember the Scourge, right? Oh, <laughs> yes, Undead, yes. Undead, Lich King, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, they ended up uh, under the command of a Lich named Arnir the Coldbringer. And there, you basically have pig death knights oh. that became the Death's Head Cult. So the cards that's like Death's Head Cultist, um, and there are other ones who are not Death Knights, and those are the ones that like the cards that say Rez Razor Fen, this and that. Um, so those are basically the two categories. But uh, the Death's Head is basically the leaders here for a while. And eventually the Lich was killed, uh, but liches don't really die unless their phylactery is destroyed. It's a uh, container that their spirit returns to and can reform. And so after Aranar, the Coldbringer, died, there was a new leader that rose up to lead the Death's Head Cultists, who is the legendary on our next slide here, Death Speaker Blackthorn. So yeah, like super uber pig death knight. Um, <laughs> That's so who, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> that. He he kind of you know uh, slaughtered his way up to the top of the ranks of the cult, and he heard these dark whispers inside of his head, just basically like, "You can have endless riches. You can have ultimate power. Just free me. Just free me from the stupid phylactery already." Uh, which was the lich, of course. And so uh, Death Speaker Blackthorn attempted to, uh, you know, reinforce uh, the forces at Razorfen and uh, perform a ritual that'll bring the Lich back. And that's the theme of one of the dungeons at Razorfen, where as the player, you have to join, join the party of other players to stop him from doing that, because that's really bad. Um, Is that Razorfen Crawl? Uh, Razorfen Crawl and Razorfen Down are uh two different sections of razor fen um it's actually the it's the body of the of the the boar god who died whose name i actually have trouble pronouncing so i'm sorry about that <laughs> um but yeah so and they they hold it with great reverence and uh but ironically uh his spirit uh is one of the things that helps to encourage you to stop them because he, he the, the their ancestor spirits of the the boar god is actually very noble and he doesn't like what the cobor okay eliminate these corrupt leaders then maybe they'll finally intended them to be in the first place but uh the death's head is basically the complete opposite of that 
And uh, our next our next card is one of the bosses in that dungeon. Actually, uh, the mage card, uh, Modrish Fire Eye. Talk. Of, we were and, talking about metal, right, dude? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy's awesome. This guy's literally <laughs> themed as yeah. like a metal rock star or something. <laughs> Is, reason. <laughs> I, yeah i'm really curious well, about is this like yeah does this guy play guitar on etc's band or what because like i, I no, love him but he he is um that that is kind of his the in uh when you fight him in in uh, the dungeon it's his boss fight is themed like that uh basically he is insane um he was a shaman in life and which is kind of ironic it's a mage card but he was originally a shaman but you know fire fire uh he's a pyromaniac basically uh completely insane deranged has a corrupt and unstable connection to the elements from being raised into undeath by a death speaker blackthorn by the way the uh, death oh. speaker blackthorn is the one who raised this oh. guy into undeath okay yeah well, how about yeah, that but, right. so right. very, oh. a very strong connection there and so, yeah, he, he doesn't really have much story outside of that. But I think his his whole thing about being pyromaniac and just flinging fire everywhere as he's playing a guitar on top of his mountain of skulls. Um, it's rather well represented in the card with just the because, you know, the hero power is obviously fireball for mage by default. And so you have, you know, a ton of fire damage and he's like fire everywhere <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome okay okay i love it yeah. this is uh the flavor is so good i this guy's so metal with all his like he's got like leather and studs and the like, big guitar and, and like the guitar's kind of an axe like oh my god yeah so it's yeah. Uh, yeah that's one of the really fun things about War- so, and Hearthstone even more so leans into this, where it has the balance between like kind of serious fantasy elements mm-hmm. and uh, storylines that you kind of grab from all sorts of different cultures, mythologies, literature, and you throw it all in a blender. But they also throw in a lot of lightheartedness, silliness, and pop culture type of things as well. Uh, so it, it's just this great balance that they strike in this particular uh, world that they've created in the games. Um, so now let's move on to another race, aside from the Kovor, that's a big threat to the Horde in the Barrens, the Centaur. Now, the Centaur are, well, you know what? I'll give you guys a chance to make a wild guess here. Uh, the Centaur have an interesting origin story. Uh, I'll let you give a random guess as to what you think it could possibly be. Uh, I say, hey, the bird, the birds and the bees. I mean, there's yeah. a, a man, a man and a and a horse were, uh, you know, <laughs> out in the field one day, and uh, I'll just let you let you take it from there. <laughs> That's actually yeah, I was gonna say, um, I see some strange think. things on Twitch. Uh, yeah. were, were they stranded yeah, on a, on a, a tropical island together, and they just got real bored? <laughs> no, it wasn't, oh, it wasn't a man and a horse. <laughs> But it was a strange union. Uh, they are the bastard children between a son of Cenarius and an Earth mm-hmm. Elemental Princess. Okay. So yeah, so basically a huge lady made entire and a guy who basically just looks like Cenarius here. And um, they had a very unorthodox union. Uh, 
normally, you know, you, you, you don't, you don't do that sort of thing. Uh, that has a strange mix of like the, the aggressiveness of raw elementals, but kind of the form that you see like, like Cenarius has and like his the children had like a dryads have where you have the human form on top of a four-legged uh, creature uh, as the body. Like, you know, dryads tend to look like, you know, deer and Cenarius has that type of look. Um, but the centaur are just really, really aggressive. Uh, they actually kind of ended up killing their dad uh, by mistake just because they're really aggressive. And they have been huge problems for the Tauren. Um, actually, if you may recall, if you remember to the uh, Book of Heroes with Rexar, one of the quests is that uh, you have to rescue Bane uh, when he's just uh, when he's a young child, mm-hmm. who has been kidnapped by the centaur, who, by mm-hmm. the way, can be cannibalistic and very likely will eat him if Rexar does not rescue him. Um, so yeah, that they are they're basically competing for the same land as the Torn, just absolute savages. Uh, you know, like kind of the, the the minds, the mentalities of brutes a lot of the time. Huge problem. Uh, one of the one of the core enemies that you'll fight, aside from Cruelbore, uh, in the Barrens. And our hunter legendary is a leader of one group of centaurs in the barons here uh this is one of those characters he doesn't have much individual lore uh he's more like a quest objective that here's a tougher guy that you need to group up with some other players to take down but uh, barat kodobane is um basically a new leader who rose up among a certain clan of centaur and organized them so that they became uh, a bit more of a direct threat and it's basically one of those take out the smart leader and they'll just become disorganized and they won't be as much of a threat to the torrent. So that that's about uh, all the lore that he has there. Uh, he really oh, just, he, he, he shoots arrows, he throws nets. Um, I'm guessing maybe the flavor could uh, represent like a quiver full of arrows or something, but I, th- there's a very weak connection here overall. Uh, it's kind of just one of those, hey, let's show off the centaur angle of the barons a bit more. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, 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 yeah. we could have one as a legendary, and let's just give him this effect okay. because it'll be good for the game or something. Yo, this card is amazing at Priest. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I swear to you. In that, in that Lyra deck I talked about earlier, uh, yeah. you know, Miracle Spell, discover a card in your opponent's hand. This happened to be there. Oh. Um, I had two, of the, two Blood Weavers. Play a bunch of zeros, make this cost zero, play it, draw a bunch of spells. It's on Twitch. I'll find a clip later. But oh, it man, sucks that, that that's all his glories. Awesome. Yeah. He just shoots arrows. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you know what? Since day one, when I saw this card, like I looked at it, Barack Kodobane, I was like, Barack Kodobama. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> it's so, like. Um, yeah, a Kodo is, that, is a type of animal actually is in a couple hearthstone cards like stampeding kodo and such yeah yeah um it, it's it's kind of a rhinoceros like animal that uh, the torrent domesticate and it's their mounts and the kind a lot of them run wild in the barren so basically this guy it gets his name because he's an accomplished hunter who is able who has killed many kodo uh you know mm. big kind of he's a centaur big game hunter in a sense you might say uh, for as far as okay. those people's concerned. Gotcha. Sid. his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so moving on, we move 
to a last core category of kind of the monster races that you might you might say that are in the barrens the harpies mm-hmm. so yeah harpies. so harpies are the corrupted uh descendants children of aviana you guys remember aviana right? oh how can we oh, forget music that comes down the music yeah. of death. My, My winged, winged children, children fill the, the skies. skies. Yeah. yeah. And you the game is over the that no one ever wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, so basically she is another one of those wild gods that I was talking about. And she's basically, you know, in charge of winged creatures. She has that affinity. And the harpies mm. are like her, her children, her... Uh, kind of the, the race that comes from her, but most of them are very corrupted. Um, they are very wicked a lot. They have a lot of powerful magic, often of the elemental variety, and they just—they're just the worst. They—they—they'll they, they, turn things to stone. They—they um, they have all sorts of different ways oh. that they can cause trouble. And there's a particular group of them uh, called the Witchwing who are out in the barrens right now. And the leader of that one particular group is our legendary for the priest, Sarana Bloodfeather. Uh, Again, don't really have much particular lore on her per se, but uh, she's actually the sister of the previous matron of the the harpies, of the Witchwing Harpies in the barrens. That's the way they organize. They're basically, they're all female. (laughs) There's no male harpies. And don't ask me how they reproduce. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, in Mass Effect or something, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, Rexar actually killed uh, the previous matron, who is Serana's sister, and they are kind of very much out for revenge against the Horde. For uh, the death of that previous matron, who was just called Bloodfeather, and so that's kind of their little story in the Baron, such as it is. It's like Rexar uh, killed uh, a previous leader, and so we're out for vengeance against the Horde. Um, uh, they they might th- there's nothing in particular that uh, about them life steal uh, abilities like in the card, but. It wouldn't surprise me if they did have powers like that. Some of them carry some things called blood shards, which uh, some of the Quillbor also carry. It's actually one of the Quillbor cards that they, it's blood shard is right in the name. Um, and so that that's a type of magic that yeah, maybe I can see that they, they might steal some life force to weaken you or empower hmm. themselves. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the, the deal of the uh, harpies and that legendary in uh, Forge and the Barons. Cool. cool. So now we have uh, we have our rogue legendary here, Apothecary Helbrim. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the Royal Apothecary Society is a group of mainly Forsaken uh, who live uh, in Undercity, which is the, the capital city of the undead, uh, under Sylvanas until very recently. And they're basically the uh, plague doctors. Not not doctors who help to cure you from the plague. Doctors who <laughs> make plagues. Oh, uh, oh. Right. so basically, at some point in twenty twenty, the Royal Apothecary Society uh, 
dimensions into our world and just caused a whole lot of trouble. Um, that we're still feeling the ramifications of those darn forsaken, but um, they, they, they aren't always bad. Uh, many of them are very sinister and just delight in creating new diseases that will uh, kill people, often raising them dead themselves. But um, they, they, they can create potions that can be beneficial, they can create poisons that, well, it's not beneficial for whoever gets stabbed or, you know, injected with them, but for you, if you, you buy them uh, to help your weapons, they're beneficial for you against your enemies. I see. And um, Apothecary Hubram here is a uh, member of the Royal Apothecary Society who is in the Barrens, who is looking for some rare reagents, like various types of mushrooms and plants and such that he can use to turn into, uh, you know, experiment with, turn into new types of potions and poisons. And uh, so that's kind of his role here, why he'll give you the random poisons. It's like, you know, he's experimenting with all of the different things here in the Barrens, and, oh, well, let's see what comes out. What can we use this for? Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Fun. Hmm. It reminds me of Mad Scientist a little bit, or we compare this card to like Zero, but like the take. It, yeah, the card itself reminds me of Mad Scientist. Is there any sort of relationship there? Or no. Well, most uh, Mad Mad Scientists are um, they would either be a member of society or they would be members of the Scourge and working for the Lich King to develop plagues over there. So uh, I can't tell you for definitively uh, which is which. You know, there's a cards that carry that mad scientist theme like there's you know kooky chemist and uh professor putricide yeah professor putricide is the head for the scourge working under the lich king to develop a plague of undeath that'll you know destroy the world and such (laughs) but uh so he he's not with the he's not uh related to the apothecary society that uh this card is here but yes they're very similar it's just kind of who are they working for to put it simply okay interesting i I like it i like it Mm -hmm. all right and now we come to our last um so most of this has been entirely focused on the horde here because this is horde territory but the alliance does have a foothold here called Northwatch. uh this is basically their fortress um where they keep an eye on things try to make some incursions into horde lands when there's on um and this this is basically their stronghold and so we have it's it's the theme for paladins here uh we have characters like northwatch commander um and other ones that have watch in there and yeah that that's basically various soldiers and medics and defenders basically kind of the, the the representing the spectrum of the forces who are operating out of this particular fortress here so when Canon Master Smith's the secrets turn into minions, that's their Northwatch minions. So that's that's what the token is from. It's pretty cool, right? right. So that, that makes that, sense. Yeah, and that's the last uh, legendary that we're talking about. Uh, Canon Master Smith is not a character who really has story, um, but there is a little funny thing. Uh, behind his name there because he's also uh teamed up with a uh fellow cannoneer named cannoneer wesson and they are named <clears throat> after smith and wesson uh weaponry which is a, a company uh 
Blizzard likes <laughs> to make a lot of pun and reference names like that, which I can't blame them when you have so many NPCs who give quests and that you need to give unique names for. Why not just look around at like, you know, the, the name, the, the products that you're using and turn them into puns? I mean, I'd oh, probably do that if I had to name that many characters. And I love naming things. It's so fun. I know, it, it's interesting from a legal perspective. Like, I wonder, you know, if it's a parody, it's one thing, but like, it's such a it's such a throw to like okay Smith and Wesson firearms like okay well they're cannoneers so like I guess it makes sense right that they're uh, yeah <laughs> but but like you know it it's you know I'd, I'd have to th- throw this to somebody else but like I wonder how many times you know did they I'm curious do they reach out and say hey we want to name our characters after you like we'll spell it different or I doubt it <laughs> it's free advertising man. hey i do have a i do have a legit question in the game they're called cannoneers all right so i have cannoneer smith cannoneer wesson and in the Mm -hmm. card they call him cannon master and so like why why did they change that like not that it matters but i'm just sometimes i don't know my guess is that they Maybe they think something's easier to pronounce or more instantly recognizable as to what it means if you're familiar with Warcraft. I can't think of any other mm-hmm. specific examples right off the top of my head, but I know there are other examples in Hearthstone where a title is adjusted a bit or something is spelled maybe just a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm not on the team, so I can't really say why they decided to do that. But uh, in this sense, he maybe they, they chose to have him cannon sir, to emphasize that he is a commander of these cannoneers here. He's not just one of the people who's firing the cannons. He's in charge of this, uh, of the defenses of the fortress. I mean, and, cannon uh, master is a little more legendary sounding than cannoneer. That's true. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's probably what we're going for here. And the thing about the turning the secrets <laughs> into soldiers is likely you know like oh see we've got some secret weapons or some secret hidden forces here and that's what it's representing in the card that that's my best guess for showing how he's in the command of all of these and like unleash our secret weapons uh, that that sort of thing i'm almost surprised that they didn't um you know do something like the existing like ship's cannon or something where it's like firing out cannonballs but i like that, the flavor that would here be pretty I mean. awesome but uh i like i just take thanks mike yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know you're the dudes in the tavern what's up girl nah i know about your cannoneers nah sorry <laughs> i want the cannon master, <laughs> cannon master. oh no 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 the cannoneers work for me they can afford you to buy i can afford to buy you right here next to the hearth oh that's great oh my god so yeah that's that's the uh basic overview of the various types of cards um there's yeah, we, we're not touching on every single card. Uh, some of them would have a significant, like, oh, this is a reference to that orc clan or, or this uh, troll tribe or you know that particular uh, platoon of soldiers. But uh, hmm. we're not going to dive into all of that here. This uh, should give everyone uh, just enough knowledge to have a smattering of the, like I said, the 
tour guide sense of the expansion. Uh, you can see, you know, now you know what all the basic races are and kind of where everyone plays their relations. And uh, yeah, I hope that this inspires people to maybe want to try out some uh, particular combinations of characters that they might not have thought of beforehand. Love it. Hey, one one quick thing. I Since we have a couple of extra minutes here, um, do you have any hot takes or predictions on what would be to come from the mini set later just knowing what you know about um the the barons like the region because like we saw with I, I remember when we did lore for dark moon fair right and we were talking mm-hmm. about about the the lore and you're like well there's these main characters and there's one character that is is pretty big that is like missing from from this and so what was it? The the wolf, like, was it Moon Moonfang? I think it Moonfang. was. Moonfang, yep. And Moonfang. so I, I remember very specifically you saying, like, they didn't add Moonfang in this. And so I wouldn't be too surprised if that one's coming in the mini set. And you, like, you called it, right? And so I, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's something here that, like, okay, I, I heard, like, the spoiler thing um, from Hearthpone. And, and we don't need to go down there if, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who, who hasn't read that article. I have no but, idea. But, you know, your own personal hot take, like, are there key characters or minions or things that are, like, strangely absent from this set that you think might be touched on later? So, actually, uh, the rumor leaker um, actually touches on something that I would have predicted anyway. Um, uh, Looking back at the map here, uh, you see there are a couple areas uh, around the center um, one of them is on the side. It's called Ratchet. Uh, that is referenced in one or two of the cards. Ratchet is sort of a, um, it's a goblin port, uh, officially neutral. Uh, you, you might remember there's Ratchet Privateer, um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, old, the goblin lady pirate. And um, so that that's that's actually where Gazlo was. If you guys remember Gazlo from oh, Goblins. Dude. And, yeah. uh, this is his place. This is an area that he was in charge of. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's something that might touch a bit on that. Um, maybe we could see a new version of Gaslo. Uh, they, they like to do that with a lot of characters. You know, like like mm-hmm. we got with Vol'jin, uh, who was also in Goblin. Um, it's mostly goblins that are in Ratchet, right? For If I recall correctly. Mostly, yes. Yeah. Um, and but then the the main thing that I would say probably is uh, the thing that the leak or what have you uh, did uh, touch on, which is that spot right in the middle, the whaling caverns. This oh, is yeah. one of the first dungeons in the history of Warcraft. It's pretty famous because of that. Um, it's like it was is uh, it's a maze. Um, a lot of people, you know, find their way through it. There's a lot of different bosses in there. Uh, basically, the story behind that is that it's kind of some haunted caverns that a group of druids went into in an attempt to kind of pacify it and make it, uh, you know, habitable and peaceful. But they fell into what's called the Emerald Nightmare, which is a corrupted version of the Emerald Dream, which is, the Emerald oh. Dream is basically this ethereal realm of, uh, pure nature that is uh, connected to Azeroth that a lot of druids spend time in and draw their power from. But the old gods uh, work their way into it and corrupted part of it. It's called the Emerald Nightmare. Um, and mm. all of that kind of plays into some druids who have become trapped. Uh, actually, we keep on going back to goblins and gnomes here. 
Do any of you remember a druid card that turns into a snake? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't quite remember what it's called right now. It's the... But it's it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. or something? Um, I don't know. can't remember right now. But uh, anyway, there's a lot like that. Uh, kind of druids who have uh, gone crazy and, uh, you know, they, they, they take on a snake form. Uh, actually, the final boss... It's uh, Druid of the Fang. Yeah, yeah Druid of the Fang, mm -hmm. that's it. Um, so actually, the final boss of the dungeon is when you're trying to wake up the head druid to rest him from the nightmare. Um, you have to fight a manifest a manifestation of the, the, the dark forces of the nightmare that have formed into his greatest fear. Guess what his greatest fear is? Oh, God. <laughs> Insert Indiana Jones quote here. Not snakes. <laughs> oh, I was wrong. Sad, no, sad. no. But, uh, no he, he's leader. Yes, Murlocs. <laughs> oh, oh, how funny! All the forms. Oh, that, well, he is the, this this great force of darkness. In, in manifesting into his greatest fear, you have to fight a giant. A giant Murloc. Oh my god! As that's... the final boss of the Wailing Caverns. That's it's so <laughs> funny. My, my wife so just did way find a mega thing. My, my my wife just did Wailing Cabins for the first time yesterday, first time ever, and she was getting so frustrated. It was really funny. <clears throat> and yeah, no, no, so, I, I had to keep helping her out with it. It was it was just super funny. Yes, I love that big Murloc. Yeah, so that that's something that I think you know it's it's something that's notably at uh, -huh. uh if, if you look at the map here and like i said ratchet is a little bit it's not something super major but i think they they, they could potentially maybe t do it a little bit with it but whaling caverns is what i think because it's such an iconic dungeon uh it's something that would probably warrant getting its own mini set focusing on it so i think that that's i would think that was very likely even if we hadn't had rumors and leaks of various sorts that would uh hint that that's probably what we're going to get did the giant so I, I would I, I would predict various uh, bosses and characters like the like the druids that you're trying to assist uh probably characters from those would very likely end up as legendary minions for that set that actually makes a lot of sense because we've seen them do callbacks to earlier archetypes like this beast druid uh are like druid cards with with beast tags that they were pushing a long time ago and then they stopped and now there's a couple that are back and so mm -hmm. that that makes sense and then we've actually and then we've seen a bunch of murloc shaman support this set as well that if they're gonna yeah. about to drop another murloc legendary like <laughs> hey i mean the timing is it would be spot on in terms of of lore tie-in right so, oh absolutely i like that okay Hey, the things the things that you know, I, I hot takes right here. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Is sorry, I, I missed it. Was the 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 giant murloc like raid boss? Did it have a name or was it just a giant murloc? Like that's the It does have a name, I think. I can't remember. You had the devourer. Is it Megafin? No, it's not Megafin is a Hearthstone original creation from Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. I I believe it's Mutanus the Devourer. Oh. Uh, yes, yes, Mutanus the Devourer. Um, and actually, if I if I can quickly find the um, the description of it, I think it's 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 slightly hubris. Um, 
Let me just do a quick. Oh, he's like all white, like a ghost or something. Like I, I see the picture here. I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, okay, wait. Sorry, you guys cut out for two seconds, but I, f- I found the picture here. Let me, <laughs> let me pull it up because uh, it's, it's funny. Like it doesn't look like a normal murloc. It looks like, like he's all white, like a ghost or something. Look at that. That's a creepy murloc right there. <laughs> Yeah, there he is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, so his. Um, uh, I'm scared his, too. <laughs> his description in the uh, says from the darkest corners of Narlix's twisted mind, the corruption plaguing the Emerald Dream has manifested in the form of the Druin's worst enemy, Murlocs. The aberration <laughs> to liberate Narlex from the nightmare's clutches. Narlex is the name of the druid you're trying to wake up. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. As, as Ari Morton points out in chat, yeah, it looks like, like Pennywise the Murloc. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and get this. It says that um, is also a potential memory. Of, so you guys remember Arjun Confessor Paltris from the uh, from the Grand Tournament, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I opened uh, the golden last week. Oh, nice. What? Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That is so cool. Yeah. So uh, she she's a dungeon boss in the uh, fight of the Crusade, uh, which is a dungeon. And her thing is why she why her card summons random legendaries is because she is summoning summoning memories of past monstrosities that you have defeated as part of your test in the arena. And this is one of the ones that she can summon. Oh, crazy! <laughs> okay, oh. yeah. So Confessor Valtris may summon. Uh, Mutanus the Devourer as uh, in in a dungeon randomly. So <laughs> there's a little tidbit for you. Love it, love it. All right, hey, I, that's that's great, man. That's uh, that's some that's good Easter eggs right there. So we'll see. I guess we'll give it another. How long was it last time between the the? Set? I was just about to ask you that. I can't remember. Was it like November and then January? January something. It came out seventeenth. It probably month and yeah, a half or so. I don't like if and it, it get, sets out for four months. It's probably halfway through or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, it, it was January. very, it was very quick between when they announced it was released. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's it around the halfway or two thirds points of the life of the set is probably what I'll guess. And given that they they come out in uh, you know quarters of the year, uh, like the second one won't be announced until what like july or something and come out in august and the third one is generally announced around november comes out in december so well, they brought it they brought it earlier uh that's true that's true they, they haven't been contacted that but i would probably estimate um i would estimate late may or june is probably the time that we get an official announcement on this just just uh eyeballing it off the top of my head here i could be entirely wrong except that so don't quote me on this but that's my estimation for when we might get more uh details on uh you know if this is whaling caverns and uh what particular characters would be featured in it and we'd probably get like four legendaries uh like like in the dark moon races they don't have a ton of legendaries just a few some neutral some spread out throughout the classes yeah. Um, so yeah, it would probably just be, and that would make sense because you're not going to turn every single boss from the dungeon into a legendary card. So they probably just take a couple of the highlights in there and make them into about four legendaries if they're doing it like they did Dark races. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Super cool. 
All right, you guys. Well, we're sort of at the end of this, so I want to transition to kind of wrapping things up here. Um, before we close out, I do want to say a quick thank you to our patrons, the patrons of our show, um, especially our executive producer, Shokunin. Thank you so much for your support. We, we really appreciate you. Um, also to our patrons, Disruptor108, Claudette G, Daniel B, Justin M, Wildcard, Armorn, Ben from Work, Corin J, and AJ Gomez. Thank you all very, very much uh, for your help and your support. We, we really appreciate you. If anybody who is watching or listening um, is interested in supporting the show financially, you can visit our website at borntobewildhs.com. Click on the Find Us page, and there's a link to our Patreon. Uh, you can support for as little as like a dollar or two a month. Uh, it goes directly back to us. Uh, we've also got a bunch of awesome merch on our website. And if you're somebody who is on Twitch a lot, we've got several new emotes. Uh, I guess they're not super new anymore, but they're really cool. Uh, that they are available by subbing to us on Twitch. Um, so, yeah. Uh, one other thing I will say is a lot of people listen to the audio version of this podcast. So my recommendation, especially for the lore episodes, is watch the video version. If you don't watch it live, that's fine. They're available on YouTube later, but we put a lot of work into the graphics. And so one of the fun things that we get to do here is when Goliath is talking about the lore behind the character and the places and the races in Warcraft, um, we've got the cards up on the screen and the art from uh, World of Warcraft up on the screen. And you can kind of compare and almost always you will notice that... Um, the art from the Hearthstone cards references the art from the game, and oftentimes they match very closely, and it's really fun to kind of see them outside of their element. And sometimes there's some artistic interpretation, but a lot of times they're very similar. And I'm always amazed at these like fine details that they get. Scalamance was over the top. Like they were like oh, spot yeah. on. But but even here we see it. I mean, some little like one-off rando you know, uh, quest giver in wow is now a legendary card in Hearthstone, but lo and behold, the art matches up. And so it's kind of fun to see that. Um, so that, that's my recommendation for you all. Um, anyways, yeah, that's about it for us. Uh, we had chatted about normally we we've been doing a weekly challenge at the end of each show, uh, kind of made the decision to not do one this week because all of these cards are so new between, um, the Forge and the Barons cards and the core set. We haven't really had a chance to play them much, and hopefully we all have a, a chance to kind of go through and, and play this weekend and get familiarized with the new stuff. Um, I know going forward we had talked about our weekly challenges, trying to do something uh, without, like, key specific legendaries, but now that everyone has got this core set for free, we can... Um, yeah. in, include more of that and not worry about someone having to craft a card in order to do some silly challenge for us. So um, trying to be a little bit more thoughtful and, and inclusive in these process, but uh, ideally we'll be back to kind of regular, regular episode with all the normal stuff next week. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Goliath, thank you very, very much for all the time and energy you put into prepping for this. Uh, oh, thank you. Always like like you mentioned at the start of the show, um, the way that lore works, like it, it's like a like you need a storyteller, right? And, and right. so you you know we're in the tavern and you're you're telling us the story, and I think we're all kind of in, enthralled with with the story here and. Um, and, mm -hmm. and like listening and asking questions and like, it's all, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And so I, I just, I That's wanted to say thank you. And so. 
in general that it's it's this cozy thing like you know you're everyone is taking a break from their adventure down to hear some stories told around the campfire by a dwarf so you know <laughs> it's quite well, I, think. I don't have uh, a native scottish accent but i think it goes pretty well oh it's good it's good yeah i feel i feel like i'm sitting around the hearth right now and i love i love these episodes like like I wait for you to come on. I learn about the set. I have a bigger appreciation for it and for all the work that you do. So thank, thank you, you so much. And and for thank anybody you. who wants to find more of what you do, where can people find that stuff? So if you're interested in uh, learning about, uh, you can always find my lore guide on Out of Dot Cards. I've had. Uh, Bit over the past year or more that I've been uh, writing for them. I've been a little slow uh, on uploading new ones recently because uh, I, my real life has been, uh, you know, when, when you write for a living, you don't always want to write for pleasure. Uh, huh. But I've been... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I, try, I try to keep... I have to keep the story behind all of the book of heroes mm-hmm. um, i'm a little behind on some of those but i recently did i uh, recently released one on valera um so if you want to learn the story behind that you can do that uh, and i have the the one talking about all the cards we talked about here about uh forging the barons and just a lot of other stuff that you might be interested in um in the future uh, as we mentioned earlier uh black rot and i have a uh podcast uh, that we're working on uh called lore masters uh lore masters hs uh we have one video up on our youtube channel right now working on expanding we'll have more stuff in the future but if you want to go to uh lore masters hs uh then you can find uh, we are we've just been uh, working on setting up a twitch channel for it and like i said we already have a youtube channel so go check that out I have also recently begun streaming myself. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, you can uh, you can find me at uh, Goliath the Dwarf, uh, just like my, my name right here on Twitch. And um, I just kind of stream whatever I'm interested in thematically. Um, so you know, uh, if you want to hear my pers- generally, I'll play something that has. A strong story focus in some way from it could be from lots of different universes uh i've actually recently uh just for the past uh, two times i've streamed which is typically on saturday nights i'm not doing it tomorrow night because i have prep for easter the next day but mm-hmm. uh most of the time currently i stream on saturday nights uh, i've been playing a game called sunless sea which is uh basically set in this universe called in london which uh is like victorian era but that fell the entire city fell into a deep supernatural subterranean cavern you have this like lovecraftian ocean under the ground that you have to explore sounds awesome yeah there's a yeah and it's very story-based so if you want to hear me uh play play some of that type of stuff i'll like i read everything out and a bunch of voices get get my acting on oh fun okay things that (laughs) i do um, so if you're curious to see me do some of that on nights at the time, uh, check me out there. I've just started, uh, you know, slowly building up a following, but uh, I, I think it's really fun when you uh, you can interact with people. Nice, that's nice. awesome. I'll have to shout that out in the in the Discord, and I'll definitely hop in and check that out sometime when you're when you're doing that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I much appreciate it. Thank you. 
Awesome. Well, if anybody is looking to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Hydralisk underscore HS. And please come check out the Discord because we have such a great community there. You can find me there and everybody else here. And it's it's just a great time. You want to see what's what everybody's playing, have a good time. That's the place to be. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, where can people <clears throat> find you? Yeah, like Hydra said, um, come join the Discord. Uh, new set is out. This is definitely the time um, you want to jump in. Uh, every channel is popping off. Uh, conversations are flying like a flurry. Decklists are coming in. Um, I've been throwing in decklists. I see Nate throwing decklists. Um, I still got to decide for that pure paladin one. It was like in a different language. And I was like, I can only picture about half of the cards. <laughs> oh, I know that some of I try to post the code, but when when the person that's sharing it doesn't doesn't post the code it makes it difficult i oh agree yeah, yeah, yeah but it's uh, no it, all sarcasm I, i'm not uh, it's not you it's, it's sarcasm. <laughs> I, I, totally it. I, I totally get it but no in all seriousness you guys can find me in discord find me here on the show friday nights 9 p.m uh, eastern 6 pacific me and glad we'll be doing lore masters um next episode coming out soon we got one on youtube right now uh, we have our Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch all set up. Um, once we hit that 100 subscriber mark on YouTube, we can get our custom URL. We got that 30-day mark already passed. So um, nice. you guys check us out for more shows. Very Appreciate cool. Appreciate you, Nate, for uh, have the platform here. Oh, to, dude, uh, absolutely. Like, God, it, I, lore episodes are like my favorite thing. I wish we could do them every single week, but now we've got a place that we can go for that. And so I, I hey, love it. Um, sure. It's exciting, yeah. man. So. Um, Real quick, because there's some people who don't know. Um, this is very much a, a a team here. We're all a team, very much yeah. a group. Um, this isn't <clears throat> this isn't me trying to pull Goliath from Born to Be Wild. Because if everyone remembers, I found Goliath in a different Discord and wanted him to come join our community and help make it better. I want this uh, Lord Masters thing just to be an extension. Like um, I'm not taking episodes away from this podcast. Just trying to answer some people right. who are worried. We have asking, different like, types of content. Here I talk about yeah, more like, like the general concepts of things. We don't have time to deep dive into specific stories. So that's what we do on the lore masters. Yeah. Two different types of storytelling here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the more lore shows, the better, man. Like the more podcasts about Hearthstone, the better. So there's, there's, food, there's money for everybody out here. I'm just trying to say. <laughs> well, and I, I would. Yeah, I would second it. I mean, at, at its heart, this is a wild podcast, and that is what we do uh, basically every week. But what I what I like is that, um, hey, super fun thing. There's a new expansion coming out. We get a lore episode that goes along with the new expansion. We can learn the history of it and and see some fun Easter eggs with the cards and and like learn the story before we now go play this. And so you know, it, it, it's two separate things, but it's all a big family, like. And so when I found out you guys are doing yeah. it, like I'm, I'm excited, man. I, I'm super hyped for you guys. And so, uh, you know, it, yeah, so great. you were all for it. I was like, yeah, Oh dude. If, so if anybody thinks that there's like bad blood or whatever, you guys are sorely mistaken. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm pumped for this. And so, um, you know, we're not changing the core of our show. We'll keep having Goliath back on when there's new sets and all that stuff. And you guys yeah. keep doing your thing and I'm excited for all of it. So there's plenty of old stuff to talk about. If you ever, Oh dude, yeah, we, that's yeah we we could um there is so much lore i mean what is the 30 years of lore right 25 years of lore or how, how long is yeah that? i mean yeah all the, going all the way back to the first um you know real-time strategy 
one that was released either before I was born or shortly after I was born. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the dates, but yeah, this stuff has been going on, I think, longer than I've been alive. That's yeah. a lot of storytelling. So, well, love it. And I, I'm excited for what you guys are going to do. I'll make sure and put the links uh, to all of the lore master stuff in the show notes on our website, in the discord so that people who want to check that out, uh, can find it easily. And so again, yeah, if you go to born to be wild HS, if you go to, there's links to the discord, uh, if you look in the show notes, like there'll be links to everything so we can help you guys find that as well. Uh, there is one episode out. It's very good. I recommend it and looking forward to more. Uh, if you guys are looking to find me, I am very active on Twitter at NateWolfTCG. It's N-A-T-E-W-O-L-F-E-T-C-G. Uh, I'm also very active in our Discord, which is is really what I recommend. And f- even for people who uh, don't like social media, the Discord has been uh, a lot of fun. There's a good community there, people talking about all kinds of stuff, especially now that there's new cards everybody's sharing achievements. We celebrate each other. Hey, when someone opens an awesome card, they post it. You know, someone does something cool, got some good lethal, had somebody shame concede, have some, you know, (laughs) the funny usernames. Like we got all there's stuff in there and it's made so many friends, um, in this like wild Hearthstone community that is unique to born to be wild. And, uh, it's an absolute blast. And so I, I highly recommend that. Um, yeah, I think that's it. And, and so I'm excited. We, we've got lots of new stuff. And, and like I was saying earlier, we'll sort of resume with our normal style of show next week. Uh, we can talk about what we've been playing and start looking into what is, you know, what does wild look like with this new set? Uh, so thank you all for being here tonight. Um, Goliath, Mike, Hydra, it's always great to see you guys. Thank you to everyone who's been watching live and interacting in the chat. Uh, really appreciate you guys giving up your Friday night to hang out with us and to everyone who's listening to the audio version of this or watching this later on YouTube. We appreciate you as well. So thank you all very much. And we will see you all next week on another new episode of born to be wild. Bye. (laughs) Job's done.